Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. And we are here again for a new episode of the Figure Out English podcast for English learners. Please go to our YouTube channel to watch the videos of the episodes with the full transcript and subscribe to the podcast updates. And let's go! Hello, and welcome to a new episode of our Figure Out English podcast for English learners. Thank you very much for listening and if it's your first time this is where i'm trying to help you with confidence and fluency of speaking english and uh, yes we work with vocabulary sometimes we work with whole sentences sometimes we talk about pronunciation and writing mostly vocabulary and if it's not the first time for you i'm sure you know what we are doing just in case i'm reminding you that if you want the text if you want to read and listen to me at the same time please go to youtube to our channel smart english learning subscribe to the channel updates and you can watch all the video episodes of the podcast with the subtitles and we make a text copy of every episode on our blog go to www.stordart.com you can also subscribe for the updates or just go to the blog and read all the episodes as well as listening to them and today it's a very interesting topic i wanted to talk to you about elements which make us fluent in english be precise i will be talking about the small things which can show to the people who are listening to you that you are not actually a native speaker sometimes we spend years on learning grammar vocabulary everything and then when we start speaking sometimes we just lose all these rules and we forget about that and we start using some things in the wrong way again and again and again and then they stick and then we continue talking like that even if we at the very high level yeah i'm sure it is a familiar situation for you and i have been working on some small moments in my speaking for some particular time yeah just to get rid of these small things which i sometimes was saying not in the right way let's talk about the most typical small things which can show them that you're not that advanced in English. We don't want that, right? The first thing is uh, usually the prepositions. It's very important to know the verb tenses. Yes, it's very important to know the verb patterns. By the way, we have recorded a new course about the verb patterns. Follow the link in the description if you are interested. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is always the small things. And the most typical mistake from non-natives, from non-native English speakers, which I hear, it is usually the prepositions of time, this small elementary thing. You cannot imagine how often people around me say, I will see you at Monday, for example, or they say, well, let's meet on five o'clock, or let's talk 
in Tuesday, for example. Yeah, and that's terrible. This sounds terrible. And however intelligent all the rest of your speaking is, yeah, if you are making this mistake, well, you're not making the right impression, really. Don't forget that you always use at with the points when you're saying the time, for example, I will see you at five o'clock. The meeting starts at three. They're like at, at, it's very small. And you always use on with days. I will see you on Friday. And by the way, in spoken English these days, they often skip the preposition. So if you are not sure what you should say at Friday or on Friday, just say Friday, see you Friday. It's perfectly acceptable for the spoken English. It's called spoken grammar. And you need to know that because you can easily use it in informal style. If you're writing in a formal style, it should be on. I will talk to him on Monday. The meeting is on Monday morning, for example, yeah? Something like that. And you use in with periods, with months, with years, with something long. So just practice, just listen to that. And don't forget about that. Prepositions is usually the most difficult thing on your way to fluency, because many things you can translate from your own language. Prepositions are very difficult to guess. And we have recorded a course about dependent prepositions after verbs. If you don't know what to say, listen to arriving. And you, if you are confused about all this stuff, you can go to the Skillshare platform, watch our one hour course. And I promise you will learn so much from that course. Follow the link in the description. It's on Skillshare. It is coming to our website too. And we are going on because there are other problems which sometimes don't make a good impression for us as English speakers. Another very typical thing I hear it is when people say, have you been in France? Have you been in London? No, it's not quite right because to have been in means the lasting action, which is still true. For example, I have been in the studio for three hours already. So I am still inside the studio. Yeah, the preposition in shows location, but not the movement. And this is a big difference. This is very important difference for English. Yeah, so people often try to say, will you come in my uh, house, for example? No, it's not possible. You always use to for movements. That's why, have you been to France? Have you ever been to London? Okay, been to and been in, it's not just a mistake. It's two absolutely different things. If you are talking about the experience, if you are talking about going there and coming back, for example, yeah? I have never been to Africa. I, one day I want to go to Africa. I have never been to Africa. Something like that, a small thing, very important thing. And if the person is not here, if the person is still there, you will say he has gone to France, for example, yeah? He lives in France, now he has gone to France. He has never come back. This is also a small thing, but meaningful from my point of view. And we are going on. 
another thing which can often show to your listeners that you are not a native English speaker, it is so-called stranded prepositions. Some people call them hanging prepositions, yeah? Native speakers of English very often say, what are you talking about? Who does it belong to? What are you laughing at? Okay, so they leave this preposition right after the verb at the very end of the sentence. And this is what we feel very strange about non-native speakers in many languages. We don't do it, yeah? And yes, if you feel unsure about that, you need to deal with that. Just spend one day on researching stranded prepositions and learning how to do that. Well, to tell the truth, there is nothing to learn. You just need to accept it. Yes, it's strange. Yes, it's different from many languages, but this is the way it is. And if you are already advanced enough in English to think, yes, about making your impression and making a positive impression about the high level of your English, this small thing shouldn't stop you. It's not that difficult. Really? What are you thinking about? Go and learn that grammar. And a couple of other small things. When we are talking about our skills, when we are talking about our talents and predispositions, if you want, we often use this phrase to be good at. Yeah, I'm, I'm very good at learning languages, but I'm not very good at sports. Yeah, this is my life experience. And many people try to say to be good in, and native speakers never do that. It is be good at. We have a, the whole episode about that and you have the link in the description. I'm teaching you how to use this phrase with numerous examples, but just for a moment, just remember that the whole line, the whole range of this phrase is to be good at something, to be bad at something, to be hopeless at something, to be talented at something, to be, I don't know, extraordinary at something, okay? any adjectives which characterize the level of your skill or talent in that construction you always use at not in and yes i know it happens uncontrollably that's why we are working with that right because we often work with something complex and we just tend to forget about small things i'm trying to help you here and the last one for today i often hear this phrase when you're talking about well i don't know why it happened so you start your sentence with for some reason in english at least you need to do that but i often hear by some reason i understand that it's a literal translation from some native languages of those speakers right they don't say it like that you don't say by some reason okay you say by chance for example if it happened without your plan yeah but you say for some reason i don't understand for some reason this thing isn't working yeah again a small thing but this is the only way you will hear this phrase from the native speakers and this is how we want to speak english right this will be all for today and i hope that i have caught some of your small things which 
because you travel because you are worried about them they sometimes can confuse the person who is listening to you it's not exactly grammar it's just context and this is the approach we are working in yes and if you have any questions if you have any confusing phrases or structures please ask your questions in the comments if you feel that this episode has helped you please share it with your friends with your colleagues and don't forget that you can go to the youtube to find our smart english learning channel and don't forget to check out our website www.storda.com from time to time and i will see you in a couple of weeks thank you thanks for listening you can find all the episodes on figureoutenglish.com happy learning Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.